if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I'm a tree hugger. I actually really love trees. I admire trees. It sounds weird to say, and I hope it's not normally something that comes up in conversation, but I find myself, you know, just looking, uh, watching the seasons pass with trees, and I'm under a canopy of beautiful maples uh, in my neighborhood, and I'm always amazed at how, you know, one day in spring you can look and it's barren, and then the next seems like the next time you look, the tree is exploding with leaves. They fascinate me. Eric Davies is also a lover of trees. He's a forest ecologist at the University of Toronto Faculty of Forestry, and he joins the show. Eric, welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Good. Uh, thanks for having me on, Kelly. You're leading a campaign to save native tree species in Toronto. Um, how important is it that we have these uh, native tree species in Toronto, and what kind of trees are we talking about? Uh, yeah, well, so um, we've, got, we've got a lot of native trees. We've got about 73 native trees in Toronto. And they form almost like you had mentioned, a canopy of the ecosystems we have. So those are kind of like where, where, where the ecosystem starts with the trees, right? So, and then below those, we have all our native wildflowers, our native insects and birds and mammals. So uh, if we can get the trees right, then everything else kind of follows after that. What's the biggest threat to these trees? The biggest threat right now would be this, it's kind of two threats. One would be the, uh, the, the biological threat of invasive species that, that come in really unhindered into our ravines and natural areas throughout the city. And then the second challenge is really not having the professional collected uh, people power to address this, this problem. When you talk about invasive species, my husband uh, for a while thought he might want to go into uh, become an arborist. And so, you know, oh, he, yeah. kn- he knows his trees. He worked for a tree cutting um, a crew for, at one point in his, in his life. And he'll go, okay, that's a Norway maple. And I'll say, but it's a nice tree. And he's like, well, yeah, it's a nice tree, but it's not native uh, to this area. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he prefers a sugar maple. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people can't tell the difference. And Norway maple argu- arguably is a lovely looking tree. It grows very quick. It mm-hmm. is a maple tree. Why is that problematic? Uh, yeah, so um, the short answer is that ecosystems co-evolve. It's kind of a complex thing, but you think all the plants in North America have been here for millions of years with all the insects. And the insects have figured out a way to eat these plants. When you get a plant from a different continent, uh, it's toxic to the local insects. So mm. there's no transfer of the energy up through the ecosystem. And an easy way to tell this, if you want to know what's a sugar maple and a noro maple, if you pick a leaf off a noro maple, it'll ooze a toxic white latex substance. And so that's the kind of toxicity that's in the Norway maple, whereas we know the sugar maple is full of... Uh, Sap and such. Uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. All right, so... Um... You're trying to, to, you're looking to New York City to fix this problem of the fact that our ravines have a lot of invasive species and we're losing a lot of our uh, trees indigenous to this area. Can you tell us how um, New York City worked at this and a little bit about your campaign to save our native trees? Yeah, sure. So this came up in the news last, it was last May, there was an article in the New York Times uh, outlining New York City's ambitious plan to have a public-private partnership. You know, this is $385 million U.S. for an area roughly half the size of the Toronto Ravines. And this appears to be the new way of doing conservation. And there was actually a a series of articles in the Atlantic last year exposing public-private partnerships across North America and then around the world. And it basically just uh, is a framework that allows public money to 
bolster public initiatives like nature conservation so we can hire the scientists required to to help the city achieve these ambitious challenges. Is there a lot of appetite for this? You know, I think there is. I, I, I kind of think, you know, it's almost like seeing the Raptors win for me is this kind of dream I always have. Like if we can embrace nature and the challenges of our local watershed at the same level that we can get behind the Raptors and the Leafs and the Jays and the soccer, you know, that's what we're going to need. And I, I think there is a growing appetite. I think the appetite's always been there. It just really hasn't been sold in a way that, um, you know, gets the word out to people. How do you sell urbanites on this, though? Um, well, you know, if you go into the ravines, you find a lot of people biking and you find kids camps, nature camps are oversubscribed. You can't get into them. It's almost this resource we didn't really know, know we, we had to the degree we have it. And but so, do you think we're selfish, Eric? Are we, are we, are a lot of urbanites that get into this, the ravines, are they like, shh, keep it quiet. We don't want it overcrowded. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, I think, I, and, and that's that's probably the biggest challenge is how how we can uh, how we can use these things in a considerate way. And I think, uh, you know, I always think back to Franklin Delano Roosevelt in the in the '30s when he had the New Deal, and it really brought a lot of people into the parks, and and they did it in a way that by bringing people in, utilizes people power to help restore the ecosystems. And I I really believe when I when I look around at what you know the city and the TRC is trying to do. And in all these groups, like the Toronto Parks and Trees Foundation, and you, you just look around, there's so many groups that are addressing this challenge. I think if we can bring them together into one big group, we could uh, we could we could solve this. There was this big story uh, in the news. I think it was in North York, and there was like one of the oldest trees, and it's a native tree. Do you remember where I'm going with this? I think it was an oak tree. Okay, a oh, red yes, oak. I do. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, it was either that the house had to cut down the oak or the city was going to buy the house and exactly. it's kind of in limbo, but there was a lot of people rallying for this oak. So yeah. does that give you hope that people will get on board with your campaign and support your campaign? Because we're talking about something that's bigger here when you look at how, uh, you know, just the, the size of our ravines. Absolutely. You know, and, and if you look at that point, uh, the Coral Gable Oak, if you just look at the people, there was this woman, Edith George, who championed this tree for years and got people around it. And then I'm sure you're familiar with Mark Cullen and your listeners would be familiar with him. And he stepped up and said, hey, look, if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the first big donation to help you know, buy this tree and turn it into a park. And, uh, you know, I think when you look at that, the, some of the complexities of doing that would be new. And so those are the challenges we're trying to overcome. But um, that oak story there demonstrates how you know people come out of the woodwork when there is a challenge, and uh, and there's a lot of people like Mark Cohen in the city who would love to rise to the to the occasion and, and help lead the way. Call me a nerd, but I love it when a pun happens organically, and you just hit one right there, Eric. Uh, if they want to find it, people want to find out more about your campaign. Is there a place that you've set up that they can go to? Yeah, they can go to the website torontoravines.org and check that out, and. Um, yeah, there's information on that website. And uh, University of Toronto Faculty of Forestry has a whole host of, of labs and professors that are engaged in this. Well, Eric, I wish you the best of luck. Save those trees. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. Cheers. Have a good day, Kelly. You Cheers. too. That's Eric Davies. He's uh, with the University of Toronto's Faculty of Forestry.